We're going to be in Psalm 46. Um, I'm going to just read verses 10 and 11 because we've already been standing for a while, but we're going to get to all of it before it's done. So Psalm 46, verse 10 starts like this. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Can you hear me? Maybe? Okay, good. Hi. It's always my favorite to put down a guitar and come over here. But I am so excited to get to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. Um, I hope that this, uh, this is as good for you to hear as it was for me to prepare. Um, it's been a good week. Um, it's been a, an awesome time in the word this week. So um, before we get started, I wanted to make one one quick announcement again. Um, Rose said earlier we're going to do Lord's Supper today. Um, she also mentioned there's no kingdom kids. If you want folders, there's some back there. Um, Lord's Supper at First Baptist Kennedy, you don't have to be a member of First Baptist Kennedy. You just have to be a baptized believer. Um, so if you're visiting with us and you love the Lord and you follow him and you've been baptized, then please, please partake with us whenever we get to that. Um, but that's going to be later. So... So I read Psalm 46, uh, verses 10 and 11, and if you're like me, um, you've always heard this as kind of a comforting verse to where things are going crazy, and you know, I always heard, well, just be still and know that he's God, and that's true, absolutely. It's okay to rest in the fact that God is God, um, but there's so much more to this psalm than that, um, and this is kind of a new discovery for me. Um, Psalm 46 is also called the Psalm of Trouble, and we can see where it comes from whenever you look at like the timeline of Scripture instead of just Genesis to Revelation. Um, Psalm 46 was sung whenever um, King Hezekiah and the kingdom of Judah are under attack from the Assyrian army. Um, and we can see all of this. If you want to turn there, you can. It's in 2 Kings chapter 19. Um, but there's this army coming towards them and it's not just a small little band of misfits it's not just a little bitty piddly army it's 185,000 soldiers coming toward Jerusalem to take over it and they've already taken over every other place that they've been on the way there um, and in uh, chapter 18 I'm just going to summarize a little bit if that's okay um, chapter 18 King Sennacherib of Assyria sends a messenger to Hezekiah and he says hey what happened to this king and what happened to this king? And what happened to this king? And what happened to this king? And he's just naming all the people that he has wiped out. Um, and also, he sends a messenger to the people. And he says, and he's telling these people, don't trust in Hezekiah. Don't listen to him when he says, trust in the Lord. He's going to protect you. No one can protect you from me. Um, and so, King Sennacherib is obviously anti-Jesus. He is anti Judah and Israel, and he has come and he's taken over. Um, and he just straight up says, your God cannot protect you from me. So, um, in 2 Kings chapter 19, I'm going to read verses 
14 to 19 real quick. It says, Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, and you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste to the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they were destroyed. So now, O Lord, please, from his, from his hand, that all the, please save us. Please save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Like I said, this was not just a small little army. Um, this was not just a ragtag team of guys coming to cause trouble. This was a big giant army, a, an actual, like a formidable force coming. And they've been on this destructive rampage and, and they're, they're aimed and set right toward Jerusalem. And so you can imagine the fear that, that that would bring. Not just like seeing them when they get there, but like just hearing. There's 185,000 guys coming, they want to kill us all. Like that would be kind of intimidating, right? Um, at least for me it is. Maybe y'all are tougher than I am. But um, Hezekiah, instead of trusting in man's wisdom and, and trusting in his own wisdom, he goes to the Lord and says, Hey, um, I know you're bigger than this, and I know that you can handle this, but will you? Like, will you do this? Um, and so, again, all this fear and, and commotion going on, and you, like, Hezekiah gets right before the Lord. He says, hey, this is, this is what's going on, as if God needs to be told what's going on. But whenever we take the time to tell God our problems and confess our need of him, um, we can see him do some really, really cool stuff. So um, there are all kinds of, of people that get involved in this. So the prophet Isaiah is the prophet over, over God's people at this time. And... Hezekiah also sends to him, and he says, hey, this is going on. Can you pray to the Lord for us? Like, we, I can't, we can't do this. Like, we need help. And so there's a section of, of chapter 19 where it is the king of Assyria just blaspheming the Lord and saying he's not big enough, he can't do it. And then there's a section of scripture starting in verse 21 of chapter 19, and this is Isaiah's prophecy about the king of Assyria. This is not about the people of Israel. This is the king that's coming against them. And it's this big, long list of you did this, you did this, you did this, but you forget who you're messing with. Um, that's the Josh paraphrase. Um, but in verse 32, this is like the summary from Isaiah. It says, Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city or shoot an arrow there, or come before it with a shield, or cast up a siege mount against it. By the way that he came, the same way he shall return. And he shall not come into the city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it, for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. So that, I stopped in verse 34 there. Um, that, that's a big comfort, right? Like, we've got this big thing going on, and I don't know what you're going to do, and I don't know how you're going to save us, but I know you can. And... Hey, can you help? Like, hey, 
We're, we're, we're freaking out here, God. There's, there's people coming. There's all these circumstances that we can't control, and we cannot handle it. So he says, don't worry. I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. And then 35, verse 35 of 2 Kings 19 says this. And I know that, that this says we're in Psalm 46, and I promise we'll get back there. Um, longest introduction ever, right? I only have 17 points after this. It'll be fine. Um, it says, that night, the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when the people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. So, like, they're in this like inner turmoil and yeah, and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And the king says, trust in God. And God says, watch me work. And that night the angel of the Lord goes and strikes them all down, right? So when we get back to Psalm 46, this is what the people sing as they come out onto this, what would have been battlefield that is now just a field of dead bodies. Uh, so I'm going to read the whole thing now. But try to take it in that context of what just happened, right? So starting in verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy inhabitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Verse 6 says, The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 8. And I can just imagine this. You're walking out and you, and you hear this being sung over you. Come behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So, y'all, that gets me all like worked up and teary-eyed because like you're seeing all this big stuff happen. And God just says, I've got you. And be still is not just a comfort for me, not just a comfort for you. It's it, like this reads to me as a command. Be still. Stop fighting. Stop trying to handle this on your own. I've got it. You can't handle it, but I can. Um, and you see all of these. All of these, um, I don't know if this is actually the right word. I would call it an analogy. Probably not. I'm not good at English. But um, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the earth crumbles, like all of these, any teachers want to help me out here, what are these? Similes? I'm just throwing out words I remember from English class now. <laughs> um, but you see all these things, like even if this happens, God is in control. Um <laughs> Uh, where is it, where is it? The nations rage. Verse 6, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. Like that, if that's not a reference right back to the power of God, he spoke a word and he created, 
He can speak a word and destroy just like that if he wants to. Um, so you see all of this as not just a comfort, not just a thing that you can go to whenever you're feeling down, but like these people had a real major problem. Like a lot of us understand there are real major problems that come into our lives that we can't handle. There are big issues that not just we, but the church faces that the church can't handle outside of the power of God. So, um, be still. Like, know that he is God. Don't, don't just say you know. Like, when you know something, you do something about it, right? Like, if I know that my truck needs gas, I'm going to stop and put gas in it because I don't want to push my truck. I know that. I know God is God. I can't keep acting like I'm in charge. I can't keep acting like I am the God of my life and I get to choose what I do. Um, I've got to be still. I've got to know that he's God. My actions need to reflect that. But what I love is that th there's no if in verse 10 anywhere. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. His exaltation and his godness, like the fact that he is God, it doesn't matter if we are still. God is God even if we want to fight and kick against what is going on. God is God no matter what the circumstance is and he will be exalted in the nations and he will be exalted on the earth and that is not contingent upon you or I acknowledging that. Um, so my, uh, my encouragement to you is God is with us. You, you can rest in the fact that he is God. But more than that, stop fighting. Get, give your fight to the Lord and watch him work. Um, and, and that's not, I don't want you to hear me trying to get all prosperity gospel and name it and claim it on you. But like whenever you cannot handle something, give it to the Lord and watch him do something in your life. And it might not be what you think it is. It might not be, I can't handle this X, Y, or Z. And I want to give it to you so you give me A, B, or C in return. Um, but man, just watch God be faithful to who he is. Watch God be faithful to his children. Watch God be faithful to his church. And then whenever he does, and again, that's not an if. When he shows himself faithful, man, give him, give him praise, give him glory, exalt him. Like, he doesn't need our help to exalt him. But man, wouldn't it be awesome if we got to be a part of that, right? So, it was nice and short today because I went over last time. But my, my invitation to you is this. Um, you don't have to keep fighting. You don't, have to, you don't have to do it on your own. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He'll protect us. He'll provide for us. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to overcomplicate something that's, that's pretty simple. If you are a Christian, you already have that. You, you already have access to that power. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you can do that. You can do that today. Um, you can bring whatever you're struggling with and give it right to him. And anyone who's in the room who follows Christ, 
for more than about 10 minutes can tell you that it's not a magical make everything better potion. Um, but you know that you have a power on your side. You know that you have a relationship with Christ who, who has saved you and will save you again and again from all the things that you face. So um, I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to move from this into the Lord's Supper. So at the end of my prayer, deacons, if you would come forward, and then we're going we're gonna to roll in the Lord's Supper. So pray with me.